0: hey welcome to the project church podcast my name is caleb cole i'm the lead pastor here at project church in downtown sacramento and we're so glad that you came to hear this word we believe this is going to encourage you build you up and give you life so get ready to receive a message from god You for resurrection Sunday, the day that you came alive, the day that we're reminded that you are our redeemer. You paid the final price. We're covered by your blood. So, Jesus, we worship you today. We thank you for being alive and well, and that we can trust you, that we can follow you, that you are faithful, and you come through for us. So, Jesus, we love you. We love you today, we celebrate this easter in your precious and holy name amen amen come on church are you excited to be at easter sunday come on why don't you turn to your neighbor and say look at him look at him wow look at him look at him Look at him and look at all of you. Like Caleb said, y'all are looking fly and fresh today. And uh, man, the, the Project Apparel out there, anybody see if you're wanting to look fly and fresh, make sure you go out and see Project Apparel. But hey, we are here to celebrate the risen Savior. We're focusing in on him today. And we are thankful that he is not dead, but he is alive, alive. But listen to me, you know, every week we come here on a Sunday and it's resurrection Sunday because God didn't just stay alive for one day. He's alive every single week. Every Sunday that we come here, he's alive and well. And so that's my invitation for you to come back and experience Easter all over again. Come back next week, would you? Yeah, next week, we have um, a new series that we're launching, and it's called Real Relationships, Building Real Relationships in a Fake World. Come on now. The kingdom of God is built, and it's based on relationships. And if we don't get relationships right, then we are not doing anything for the kingdom. We need health and life in our relationships. And I believe because God r- allowed his son to be resurrected that some dead relationships are going to be resurrected. Some dead marriages are going to be brought back to life. Some unhealthy things are going to become healthy. But we understand that through the word and looking at him to be our guide for relationships. So there's my second invitation for you to come back and connect with us here. But the whole point of today is that we might look at Jesus, that we might look at him. John 1, 29, we're going to start there. And it's kind of when Jesus enters the scene. And what I'm about to read, you need to understand that hundreds of years ago, hundreds of years ago, a long, 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 long time ago, there was a prophet that prophesied that there would be a forerunner to the Savior of the world the Christ redeemer, right? And it was John the Baptist. And John the Baptist, he recognized Jesus and he knew who Jesus was and he knew that he was a fulfillment to the prophecy of the person who was gonna save us from our sins. Because back long, 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 long time ago in the Old Testament, we don't need to worry about the details right now, but back in the Old Testament, there were laws that were set up, ceremonial laws that, israelites the people of god had to do in order to be atoned for their sins they needed to get atonement for their sins by sacrificing animals and so here's what happens in john 1 when the prophecy is fulfilled it says this the next day john was there again with two of his disciples Actually, let me go back to John 1, 29. The next day, John saw Jesus coming back toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Look at him. Look at him. Him is Jesus and him is the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Long, 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 long time ago, they used to have to sacrifice animals to be atoned for their sins, but then Jesus entered the sin and he willingly gave his life so that our sin would be gone forever. That is the resurrection message. That is the good news that we celebrate on Easter and every Sunday thereafter. Look at him. Look at the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. You see what happens when we look at him and we recognize him for who he actually is. Everything changes. The moment we recognize Jesus for who he is and what he did and what he represented and what thousands of years ago they prophesied he would do is that he would take the sins away from the world. When we understand that, when we embrace that, everything changes. You walk differently. You think differently. Your perspective has completely changed. You know, I think some of us need to start looking at him and choose to look at him. You know, I, uh, I think that I'm painted in the pulpit picture between Caleb and I as the disciplinary in our family. Caleb and I, we have three kids, nine, eight next week, and six. And I want you to know that's probably true. But um, there are also moments where I'm not just correcting my kids, but I'm also gently and lovingly sending them on another trajectory of some choices that they've made. And so here's what happens. Um, Canaan and Kai and Charlie are the names of my children. By Kai and Charlie, they get in trouble more. So I'm just going to say, Kai and Charlie, Kai and Charlie. When they do something wrong and I call them out for it, they immediately, they just shoulders hang, insecurity shoulders. And you know what those insecurity shoulders look like to me? It looks like shame. And it looks like sadness. And then there's a moment, there's some moments where I'm like, look at me right now, look at me, what are you, but there are other moments, there are other moments where I say, no, look at me. No, Kai, 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 Kai. No, 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 Kai, look at me. Look at me. No, 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 you're fine. You're not in trouble. Look at me. Look at me. Let me correct you. Let me love you. Let me be kind to you in this moment because you're not being kind to yourself by putting all that shame on you and walking in that shame. Roll those shoulders back. Get your eyes up and look at me. Some of us need to start seeing Jesus the way that I see my kids, the way that they need to see me when they lift their heads and they're like, okay, okay, I'm not in trouble anymore. And sometimes they forget to, you know, apologize for what they did and they just go out and play. But I'm, but all the while I'm just still, I'm still saying, come look at me, look at me. Look at me. Some of us need to look at Jesus today. You've been walking in shame for far too long. And Jesus is saying, lift your head. He's the lifter of our souls. He's the lifter of our heads. Where does our help come from? Our help comes from him. Look to him. Look to him. Look to him. And when we choose to look at him, there's three things that happen that I want you to focus in on today. Look at him because when you look at him some of our habits begin to change how many people need some habits to be changed in their lives that was a loud and proud okay and his girlfriend said amen (laughs) here's the thing when i think about habits i think about the beginning of the year when i'm telling myself that i'm going to be better at eating, when I'm going to be better at working out consistently, when I'm going to be better at keeping a schedule, I'm going to be better at. And what are habits? Essentially habits are goals that give us structure. Goals that bring order and goals that bring control to our lives. Control. So sometimes you're like, yeah, yeah, I need some good habits in my life. But then maybe it's you also trying to regain control of your life. Am I right? Let's, let's see how some people's lives are changed, their habits are changed. In John 1, again, Jesus just enters the scene and John sees him and he says this in verse 35. The next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, look, the Lamb of God, when the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Jesus, turning around, Jesus saw them and following and asked, what do you want? And they said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Jesus says, come, he replied, and you will see. You see what happened there? When they looked at Jesus, they started following them. They started following Jesus. They looked at the Lamb of God who was the answer for their problem and they turned directions. They started to follow him. And you know what that represented in that day and age for these disciples, about 12 of them? It it meant leaving their families. It meant leaving some unhealthy things. It meant leaving some careers even. When we truly follow jesus our habits change but let's be mindful that our habits changing for jesus and for the call that he has on our life isn't just an exchange of bad habits for good habits changing our bad habits into good habits does not make us holy the only thing that makes us holy is by following Jesus. And when you follow Jesus, the habits change. We've said this before that we're not just about behavior modification. We're, we're about heart transformation. And when you choose to follow something with your heart, the habits change thereafter But if you're going to try on your own to change your habits, then you're just missing the exchange that happened on the cross where Jesus gave up his life, exchanged his life so that we might have life, but we've reduced Christianity to a change of bad habits to good habits, and that's not Christianity. Christianity is discipleship. It's following Jesus, saying, these things stay over here and I go over there. Because I love him more because his plans are good. But his, his plans are better for me. Yeah. Yeah, the greatest habit that we can change is to not just try to do good on our own, but to start doing good for him. Let's start following Jesus. Because here's the thing. Jesus isn't just looking for mere people who are going to be compliant. And I'm just going to comply. Yes, obey. But he's not looking for only compliance. He's looking for people who are connected to his heart. And when you're connected to his heart, it compels you to follow him. And then things fall off of you. When our habits change, that means that we're actually looking at him. I think there's some people in this room who you've been trying to get rid of some bad habits and without the power, the resurrection power that Jesus gives you through the Holy Spirit, your habits are going to stay the same. You're going to continue to be hung up and Jesus is saying, I want you to change, but I'm not going to force you. I'm a loving God and I'm saying, look at me, look at me. I'm beckoning you to come and follow me and then your life will change. When we look at him, our habits change. But you know, one of the toughest things that I see happening as far as bad habits is people who continue to walk in hurt. People who continue to walk in victimhood and being hurt all the time is perhaps one of the most devastating unhealthy habits that I see people trapped in. And if we choose to look at him, our hurts will finally be healed our hurts will be healed. That's the reason why Jesus hung on a cross so that we might be healed. You know, in that song that we are saying, oh, just to know you and your suffering. And it was like, "I oh, was so fun and happy. And, oh, just to know you and your suffering. That means that we're gonna have to suffer. Does that mean I'm gonna have to have more pain in my life? Does that mean I'm gonna have more hurt? Guess what? Hurt is inevitable in a dying world it's inevitable it's going to happen that's just what happens in a world that is deteriorating so we are going to know what he went through in our suffering but I want you to understand that healing is not equivalent to not hurting sometimes we think that God has inflicted pain the enemy has inflicted pain on us but he's saying no that's not the goal of the enemy. The goal of the enemy is to create distance and when we create distance out of our hurt, we start creating distance from people who love Jesus. We start, we start creating distance from God himself and that's more devastating than the hurts when you are absent from the love of Christ, when you're absent from the healing power that comes by Jesus through his Holy Spirit. We can no longer walk in our hurts if we're looking at him In a room this large, I guarantee there are hurts that are represented in this room, and you're wondering, like, Chrissy, you have no idea what I've been through. I don't, but we all have hurts. It is inevitable. It's what you're doing with your hurt that matters. What are you doing with your hurt? Oftentimes, hurt is pain and, and loss, ultimately, that leaves us in disappointment. When we're left in disappointment, you understand that disappointment essentially is having unmet expectations. Either a situation didn't go your way, so you're hurt. Somebody didn't act a certain way, so you're hurt. Those are unmet expectations. You expect someone to tell you the truth, your friend lies to you. You expect you to have a job and provide for your family, you lose your job. You expect to be married forever, you have a divorce. You hoped you'd be married by now, you're still single. You expect to be healed, but you're still sick. You expect to have a child and you have a miscarriage. What do you do with those unmet expectations? What do you do with that hurt? Was it something that somebody did to you? No, it's just what happened in a deteriorating world. It's just what happens. So what do you do with that? I want to look at another scripture in John 20 where someone looks at Jesus and everything changes. Everything changes once again. John 20, he asked her, woman, why are you crying? This is Jesus talking to a woman, Mary, who is in pain because she's lost Jesus. She's lost her Savior. And she's at the tomb where he's been buried. And he doesn't recognize, she doesn't recognize that Jesus is alive and talking to her because she's in her pain. But listen to what happens he asked her, woman, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, in our hurt, we don't see right. When in our hurt, we don't see people the right way. Our perspective is wrong in our hurt. Ask yourself where your perspective is wrong. Who's hurting you right now? Are they really hurting you or is your perspective wrong? Thinking he was a gardener, she said, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary, she turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabbani, which means teacher. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Mary Magdalene, this is verse 18, went to the disciples with the news I have seen the Lord. I have looked at Jesus in the eye. He spoke to me. I have seen him. And what does she do? She goes and tells everybody about him and the things that she has just seen. She goes and reports the good news. When we get healed from our hurt, from other people, unmet expectations, unmet unwanted circumstances, then we are compelled to follow Jesus and telling everybody the good news. This is what happens when we're finally healed. But what did Mary do? I'm not saying just get over your hurt. Suck it up. I'm not saying that to you. In my back of my head, sometimes I tell myself that and other people that. But no, I'm, gonna, I'm wanting you to hear what the scripture is saying. That's in my flesh. But this is what Jesus is saying to us. You need to feel your pain. You need to feel your pain. Be close to your pain. Let the pain get through its process. It's teaching you something. The way that Jesus is suffering is teaching us. What is happening in your pain? Stay close to your pain. Feel your pain. And give your pain to Jesus. Mary felt her pain. You might be thinking, man, she just need to get over it. He was obviously dead. What is, what's she going to do with the dead body? Well, you know what she was doing? She was staying near to the presence of Jesus. By his tomb, he may be dead, but his body's there. I want to be close to the presence of Jesus so that I might heal from this pain and this disappointment. What are you doing in your pain? What are you doing in your hurt? Stay close to Jesus. Stay in the presence of God. Some of us run away from church where the presence of God is thick. Some of us run away from communion where the presence of God is thick. Some of us run away from our Christian friends be where the presence of God is thick. Stay near to the community in your pain. Stay near to the house of God where his presence is. That is where you will be healed. But what if the church hurt me? The presence of God is bigger than the people who hurt you in the church. Feel the pain and give the pain to Jesus, Romans eight eighteen. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is going to be revealed in us. The pain that you're experiencing is gonna bring you from glory to glory and we're gonna give God praise for what he does in us. The process of the pain that is going to declare his goodness. That declares his goodness The pain that you're suffering now doesn't compare to the joy that's going to come in the morning. There's joy right around the corner. It's right around the corner for us. And when we recognize that our suffering is only for a moment and there's joy around the corner, we experience hope. When we look at Jesus, our hope is restored. Our hope is restored. So let's look at him. Let's look at him. You know, on Good Friday, we always talk about what actually happened to Jesus. You know, he was beaten and bruised for our iniquities, for our sins. He was hurt. He was bleeding. He was on a cross. He hung on a cross. He went through a painful, painful death. And then there was silence. He's in a tomb. There's silence. But then the next day, he, he raises from the dead. Now, I want you to understand that every single one of us have moments where our dreams die, where we're disappointed, where we're hurt, and we suffer a lot of pain in this world. But joy comes in the morning. And you know why when we look at Jesus, our hope is restored? It's because of Romans 8, 28. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Every single one of you are called according to his purpose. You are created on purpose, for purpose, with a purpose. Psalm 139, 14 through 16. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. God knew who you were before you were in your mother's womb. He knit you together himself. Some of us are walking through this world, looking at ourselves, looking inside. What am I supposed to do in this life? Like what am I called to do? He already has a purpose for you. You're gonna find it not by looking within, but by looking at Him. Look at Him! Start looking at yourself. Look at Him! Some of the greatest disappointments is when we do not fulfill our calling, fulfill our purpose. We don't know what we're here for. What on earth am I here for? Some people walked into this room and you wondered, what on earth am I here for? Why am I in this season? And God is saying, I work all things together for the good of those who love me. And he's saying, when you look at me, when you look at me and when you see why I died on a cross for you, when you see what I did, what I sacrificed, what that was for, it was for you because I love you. And I'm working all things together for your good. So look at me. Look at me. The more we look at Jesus, the more we love Jesus because the more we know him, the more we recognize that he is for us, not against us. Oh, man, he's not wanting ill will for us he has plans to prosper us not to harm us and he says that i want to restore your hope today on resurrection sunday i want to restore your hope because i love you because he's looking at you and he's just saying look at me look at me Come, come come on come closer you're you're in pain come closer just feel my, the warmth of my embrace. You're like, that's super cheesy. Well, just come near me. Just come near me and look at me. Recognize that he wants to restore your hope. He's the restorer of all things. Jesus didn't come to make bad people dead. He came to make dead people come alive. We are created to lead all people to life and freedom. And Jesus he came to set bound people free. He came to set despairing people full of hope. He said that he wanted depressed people to come alive and oppressed people to be free. Confused people to find clarity. God wants to bring you something new. He makes all things new, all things new. You know, when before he died on a cross, there was this old law and now there's this new law and it's this law to just love. Can you believe that we don't have to do all the ceremonial laws? There's something like 700 something, I should have looked that up but there's so many laws. <laughs> That's six hundred and short And so all these laws, and now when God came on the scene and he sent his son and he died on a cross for us, then he made all things new, and he said, You have one thing that I want you to do, and that is to love. That's the command. I don't have to do all those other ceremonial laws. I don't have to pull that that lamb over here and like stab it, and I don't know. But no, he wants to do something new, and he says, I want you to love. That's the only command. He makes all things new. He makes all things new. God is the restorer of hope. And you know, it's the word for Project Church, overflow. And you know what the overflow is? An overflow of hope an overflow of peace an overflow of love an overflow of joy listen we are in the middle of warfare we are in the middle of a de- depressing world a deteriorating world and joy cuz it can be our greatest weapon and god says he wants to give us an overflow of joy romans 15:13 may the god of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of his holy spirit when he died on a cross and rose again and then he ascended to heaven he left his holy spirit for us so if we look to him we look at him you want a new habit look at him you want some of your hurts to be healed look at him You want some new hope? Look at him. You want a new future? Look at him. You want to know your purpose? Look at him. You want to know how to have peace right now? Look at him. Why are you here? Why did God place you on this earth? Look at him. Look at him. Everything changes. One of my dear friends, about two years ago, we just met. And I just assumed because we went to a Christian school, our kids went to Christian schools, our kids, three kids, they're all around the same age. And, uh, yeah, we all went to school together, and I just figured she was Christian. So the first time we went on a friend date, it went really well. We're still friends now. Um, we went on a first date, well, coffee date. And, uh, <laughs> and she asked, and I asked her, like, like any pastor would, I guess, so tell me about how you came to know Jesus. I mean, that was a kind of a bold question. And I, made a ma- I had a major assumption that she just knew Jesus. And she just said to me, I don't really know how to answer that question. And there was a moment where I was like, wow, Chrissy, who are you surrounding yourself with? Because <laughs> you're just assuming everybody's a Christian. And what kind of eyes do you have for the people around you? And I recognized in that coffee date that I needed to start seeing her the way God saw her. And so I just felt compelled to continue the conversation because I had to mull over the awkward moment that she wasn't a Christian. She didn't know Jesus. And then I invited her to Easter Sunday. She came to Easter Sunday, never thought her husband would ever step foot in a church. He stepped foot in a church and her three kids gave their life to Jesus as well, and they all love him, and they're now walking in the way of the Lord. They left their old habits to follow Jesus, and they've created new habits. They're working through some hard things that have taken place in their family, but they're being healed by a savior that they didn't know that they could rely on if this devastating thing had happened before. Do you see what happens when you finally look at Jesus Everything changes. But can I challenge some of you Christians in the house? Some of you have been walking with Jesus for a long time. How are you looking at the people around you? We need to look at him so we can see people the way he sees them. Because here's the thing. God's been looking at us from the very beginning of time. And he has a plan and purpose. And now when we catch the understanding of what he did for us, We want to share it with everybody else and we're going to share it with everybody else for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not die but have eternal life if God can change habits if he can heal hurts if he can restore hope what is holding you back That's my question for you today. What is holding you back from all that he has for you? He's saying, I have the best future for you. I'm not saying it's going to be without challenge. I'm not going to say it's without any potential hurt. It will happen, but life is better with Jesus and everything changes. Would you bow your heads in this place? Saints, I want you to start praying because this is a moment where people are making a decision for Jesus. You've been sitting here listening to the music and you've been hearing the sound of my voice. You heard the word of God and it's brought you to a place of decision. And I wanna ask you before I ask you to make a decision, what is holding you back from a God who loves you and is not condemning you? He is for you, he is not against you. He loves you, he's so kind, he's a good father. What is holding you back? In the room where everybody is for you and is wanting you to have the best life and is wanting you to accept the loving Savior, because a lot of us have experienced a loving Savior in this room and we experience what it's like to be free of guilt and shame. We are for you, and I wanna ask you, what is holding you back? Because no one here is holding you back. So I wanna give you an opportunity to accept and receive love, the love of a father the good love of a father. Don't just make him the savior of your soul today. Make him even the Lord of your life. If that's you in this room and you want to make a decision to follow Jesus, I'm going to count to three. And when I count to three, if you would raise your hand, I'm looking around because I want to pray with you, but no one's looking around. Everybody's heads are bowed and eyes are closed. But if you want to make a decision to follow Jesus and you don't want anything to hold you back, Why don't you raise your hand? One, two, three. Would you lift your hand? I see those hands. I see those hands. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good, good, yeah. Come on, church. Would you repeat after me a prayer of salvation? Dear Jesus, thank you for bringing me here today. I accept you into my life. Every part of my life. I'm not just exchanging bad habits for good habits. I'm following you. I believe that you died on a cross and rose again for me. I confess I need you. I have sins, so forgive me, wash me clean, and make me righteous before you. I love you, Jesus. Give me the strength to follow you all the days of my life. Amen, amen. Come on, church. Why don't we stand? Why don't we stand and we'll rejoice with this song as we continue to remember the resurrection power. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to the Project Church podcast. We pray and hope that this message encouraged you, built you up, and gave you life. We want to ask that you would invest right now in what God is doing here in downtown Sacramento. We've just recently moved in to our all-new building in the Waterfront, Old Sacramento District. We want to ask you, if you'd like to give, you can go to projectchurch.com forward slash give to invest. Let's see all that God can do through us.